Phil Hake is out today. He's a little under the weather. Everybody had a good week? Yeah. yeah. I like your shirt, man. Thank you. You get ready for White History Month, huh? <laughs> when is July, first day of July? Huh? When is the first day of July? Friday. This coming Friday? Oh, okay. Everybody got their white hips in my shirt? I don't. Uh, I'm delinquent. Man, what's wrong with you? I'm sorry? Is that a new suit? No. Oh, never wear it. Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. Um, you can get involved by going to our chat line on the YouTube channel, and Nick will get your questions and comments. Hey, kids, out today, a little bit under the weather, but he's, he'll be fine. Uh, good morning, y'all. How's everybody? Good, good. So what we want to get out of the way because church is not political is the abortion hand down thing. You know, the, the court this week said the Supreme Court has no business being involved in abortion. It's a statewide issue. And so they're no longer making decisions about it. And all hell broke loose. How you got the ladies feeling about that? Anybody want to comment on What do you think about it? So what now? It should be left to the states, period. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they said that it should have never, because it's not in the Constitution anywhere, it should have never been decided on. Uh, Do you know this has been 50 years? And people have died and everything since then. What the? But yeah, you're right. I agree. Nice. Anybody else? Yes. Um, I wonder whenever they think about it, if people are concerned about, you know, who pays for them, because it could be a financial burden on people. And that's that's what, you know, concern. You know, that was my concern. I just don't even know if they think about it whenever they're talking about it. And also, I know that uh, the people who are not for abortion shouldn't have to be paying for abortion. Do have a tax dollar. That's more important. If you want to have an abortion, go have an abortion. But we shouldn't have to pay for it. Oh, yes, ma'am. There, this young lady here. Thank you. I'm um, just a quick note. Years ago, when I worked at a bank in Florida, we were um, forced to contribute to United Way as employees of First Florida Bank. 
And so we all did it without grumbling about it. I mean, that's a lot of years ago. Right. And um, so what, what turned out to be one of my precious friends, Jessica, Jessie we called her, she said one day it was time for the big annual drive, and she said, I'm not contributing. And I said, well, Jess, they do so much good. Why not? And she said, well, they fund abortion. And I said, what? I had no idea. And I said, I'm not doing it. And she didn't do it. Several people in the bank didn't do it. And did you know because of that, not me, but Jesse, they did away with forcing people, which shouldn't have been to begin with. But many times we are coerced or forced into contributing to something that we have no idea what it is. Yeah. And uh, but anyway, First Florida Bank is no longer in existence, but they changed their stance. Nice. So well, there are uh, businesses who are going to send, pay, or help women travel to the states that mm-hmm. don't want to have abortion, that you can't have abortion. And I'm thinking, wow, that's amazing. I um, I heard at least one woman said that now that they have done this, that she was going to go and and get pregnant. So she could have an alley abortion. She's gonna like get pregnant just to have abortion. I'm like, what an ego. So she's so mad that it didn't go her way, her ego way, that she's uh, gonna get pregnant just to do it. You know that's the ego to it, right? But anyway, that's what happened this week and the gun thing and all that. So we'll see what's going on. Um, what else? I saw this. Someone had called my... Sh- oh, let me just tell you this first. I want to urge you and encourage you. Do what you want, of course, that you should get on the straight and narrow path and stay there. No matter what happens, stay on that path and just let your ego die so that you could be born again. And the ego is a mess. It really is. But you've got to be... And a lot of... It's tape. I want to say a special kind of a person, but not special kind. But it takes a committed person to get on that straight and narrow and stay there. Everybody's not going to do it. And even though you have forgiven and you have the light of God to fight the battle now for you, it still takes a lot. You have to be hard on yourself and committed to dying than not you dying. And so I saw this amazing movie. I wish I had made it. It was so good. And the movie was, someone had called my radio show and recommended that I watch The Revolver. Anybody ever seen that? No. Oh, you seen The Revolver? Oh, good. At least I recommend that everybody and their mama watch it. I saw it last night. I watched it on my TV there. And it was so amazing that I'm going to have to watch it again today because I feel like I may have missed something. But what did you think of it before I get into it? First off, never ask a black man if he remembers. But I told you about that movie. <laughs> oh, you told me about it? Yeah. It, it was a few it? churches ago. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I know somebody called the show. Somebody too. called the show, and then I, I, whatever, I brought it up in church. But Did your whole family watch it? Uh, me and my wife did, not the kids. You and your wife? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was really good. It's... um. You know, it's a little bit slow to start, but then when, yeah. once you see the end of how, like, that internal battle happens and you see the ego take body, and then once you see the ego become, like, another human, you can see how evil it is and how all it wants to do is just hurt, 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 and, like, bring you down. Yeah. 
The ego is pure evil. And it operates in you in a way that unless you start to pay attention to yourself, you're not going to know it. Because every human being has identified with the devil, thinking that it's you. And so at the the movie is interesting, right? But at the end, they have these people explaining how the ego works, and it's perfect. One guy explained that, did you, oh, what did you think of it? The ending, the way they describe the ego, I wasn't it expecting was mind-blowing. Yeah. It, it, they describe it to the T, like yeah. in every language you could possibly think of, from like a scientific point of view to like a spiritual point of view. It, it's, it's, it's perfect. It's, I would recommend for everyone to see it also. Yeah. Because it's hard to explain everything that they said. It's just, it's good. It's, it's, it's amazing. And you don't want anybody to be talking to you, interrupting, or anything while you're watching this movie. You do not want to miss one minute of it. All right? But one of the guys explained that, the, and it's so true, that the ego make a home in you, in your mind, and in your emotions, and it cover itself up and pretend to be you. It act, and you think that it's you because it's pretending to be you. It act like you, it sounds like you, it feels like you, but it's the real e- ego. They didn't say the devil, but it's the devil that made a home in you. It truly, we're possessed and don't realize it because we have another impression of being possessed. Like when I used to think of being possessed, I would think of some crazy person walking down the road, fighting themselves and saying crazy things. But the ego is a cover-up inside of you. And, And it's like this big devil with all these little devils that's working on its behalf. For example, that if you're shy, that's the devil. A little devil working for the big devil. If you're an emotional person, that's the devil. If you have fear, that's the devil. If you're shy, if you're shy and you get angry, that's the devil working in you. If you're a revengeful person, that's the devil working in you. It's not you at all. But we have identified with it because growing up, people don't tell you that that's the devil. It's not you. And in this movie, it's played out all the way. You're going to really, if you pay attention and you're getting to see what's going on with you, you're going to see in this movie real clear that, hey, this is the same thing happening to me. It's all ego. If you didn't have that ego, which is the nature of the devil, you would be you would not exist. There would be no image of you at all. You would have no opinion of yourself or anyone else. You would not have, you would never be fear, fearful. You would never have doubt. You would never have worry. You would never be jealous. You would never be shy. You would never envy or anything because there would be no you. There is no us. Everything in the ego is an illusion. And they laid it out. So I want to encourage you to watch that movie. But you got to get on this thing and just let life happen. So you can, over- and you will overcome. It takes a while. It's not like you wake up just like that. You overcome anger when you go and forgive. Even in the movie, I can tell you just one other thing. The guy went and forgave. You remember that part? He went and forgave. I'm sorry I 
took your money or something like that? And the guy that he forgave, I mean, when he apologized to the guy for taking the money, the other guy didn't know how to handle that. He didn't know how to handle the guy saying, I'm sorry. Isn't that amazing? So this is not you. All your little things going on on the inside is not you. Not at all. Not one iota. The real you would just live without an agenda. And it can and it will happen. If you're looking for love, that's ego. If you're looking for friendship, that's a little devil. If you're looking for relationship and all that stuff, that's why these things, these friendships and relationships don't work because it's all ego. It's not real love. And then once you get together, one little thing changes. You're ready to cut off head. <laughs> you, you turn on your dog if he bites you because it's not real love. So you got to watch yourself, right? Just watch it. The beauty about overcoming the ego, there's nothing you need to do but pray and watch. You don't need to take any other action. If you're afraid to speak up or you're afraid of letting go, you just watch those things and God will take them away from you. He really will. It is a spiritual battle like I've never seen before. But once you get on that straight and narrow and, 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 and you're willing to let go of everything, you're willing to be isolated you must spend that time silently and just be aware of the moment. Sometimes when you get home or you're out about, just sit alone with no music, no nothing. Just sit there five or ten minutes. The devil will go nuts. And you will see that it's not you. How many people understand this a little bit? Oh, good. Nice. What do you understand about it a little bit? I understand that when there's no music, that you're not talking to anybody, that you realize that you're like in the now. Yeah. So, for example, I was driving to here for about an hour, like no music, my phone was off and all that because uh, I didn't want to use it because I've been using it a lot. Yeah. So I thought to myself... I could just probably not listen to anything. And when I'm driving to here, I realize that, like, I'm actually being myself and that yep. it's, it's, it's one thing to be in your head, but it's another to be, like, outside your head. Because uh, for years, I used to think myself as so much more, but then... When reality hits, when I'm actually in that moment, it's not what it, what it seems. It's just... That's right, man. We ain't nothing. Anyone that has an impression of oneself is nothing. It's an illusion. You ain't that important. You ain't special. And it doesn't matter how many degrees you have or you don't have. You ain't special. Nobody love you, and you love nobody. It's just all the facade. It's not real. It is absolutely, it's so amazing. Someone called me and said that this weekend, and they said that, Jesse, I used to work, they, I used to work all day with 
those things in my ears. What do you call those things? Hit, those little things, listen to music. What? Earpads? Yeah, ear, earpads. Ear, earpads, whatever you call them. And then, and then when they go home, they get in their car, they turn the radio on. So they never had that downtime, so they were never really able to listen to and see what was going on. But this week they decided not to have anything on in their head all day and not to listen to the radio. And, and they said exactly what you said. There's a whole different reality. It really, really is. And uh, right here. And I don't care what anyone else does or anyone. Don't fight with the devil. Don't fight with the devil inside of you, inside of others. And don't fight with the devil when he trying to talk to you. Don't talk back to the devil. You know what I mean? Do not, in your head, that is not you and it's not from God. Really. So watch it happen. Don't fight the ego. And as soon as you get started, you will have to go so many years like I had to do. I had to learn the hard way. I'm telling you in advance, be still, allow the ego to die. That's not you that's feeling that way. That's not you that worry and trying to, if, if your husband or your wife don't want you, bye. Don't try to make them stay. You're really trying to make the devil steal your life. So ladies, if the man want to leave, bye. And you're going to feel some ego pain from it because you didn't know at the time you were getting ego gratification from it. But suffer the ego pain and you'll be fine. Never, ever in marriages and relationships, never, ever, ever, but never argue with one another. If somebody in the relationship want to argue, let them argue by themselves. And if you notice the devil going to say to you, he don't love me. Why do you say that? Because you won't argue with me. You won't, you don't care about my feelings. It's just the devil trying to pull you in because the devil got to live off hurting you and hurting others outside of you. And other people who are other devils, they need to hurt you too. That's how they stay alive. Never try to prove anything to the devil. You can't prove anything to the devil. It's a waste of time. So give up the fight. Let go and let God. And then you, especially with the young folks, y'all need to give up the fight. This ain't love. It ain't you. Forgive so God can forgive you for resentment. And then you have the power to overcome the, the ego, the darkness. All right? Yes, ma'am. You, you, you answered my question. Perfect. What were you going to ask? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, just like how can you get over one specific thought that just lingers and lingers and lingers you know, without like, and, and you can, we, like, I can do the silent prayer and everything, but that thought is just still there. Like, what I do you do? You like, how, how do you get over that? Like, just see it and relax in it. There's nothing else to do. When that overwhelming thought come and that pain is grief and you, and, and you're thinking, cause some of your ego pain, you get over your thought, you get over just like that. But when that comes, just relax in it and then put one foot before the other one. Go to work, do your day, but know that you're the devil. And just let the devil know, you know what, devil? I ain't playing with you today. I don't know what's going to happen as a result. I'm not playing with you, but I'm not messing around with you. And just go about your day. And, and the light that allows you to see that will destroy it. There's nothing you need to do, and there's nothing that you can do. 
Don't compare yourself to anyone. Wish everybody well, even your enemy. Wish you well because they can't see what they're doing, right? There's nothing you could do and then for yourself or for anyone else. You point them back to the source, that's all you can do. And keep living your life, overcome this. You can be free. You will die and rise up. That's what Christ did. That's what you got to go through if you want to live. Christ went down into hell, ego, and he rose again. And if you allow that to happen, you will too, because God is not, he's not going to let you go. Just when you think you're about to go into hell, he'll pull you out. He will pull you out. And you don't know what God would do for you because you don't really know God. You have a wrong impression of God. I was looking at the outcome of the, uh, the, uh, the Supreme Court about abortion, and I noticed the radical side, what we call the radical side, they were all ticked and just mad and anger and, and carried on, right? And then they showed the side that are happy that abortion is no longer part of it. It was the same spirit. They were all happy. And, and I saw that that was ego spirit too. It wasn't like, okay, thank you, God. And be done with it, right? They were happy that they had gotten back at the other people that lost. It was still all egos. And I've been thinking about over the years, we have done so many rallies about abortion and uh, uh, illegal alien situation over the years. And I was thinking nothing really came from that. If we won, we felt good about winning. So we would go over to the coffee shop and brag about winning. But if we lost, we would go to the coffee shop and be upset that we lost. And the other side would go to the coffee shop and be happy. It's just these rallies and things, it's just ego stuff. If you really think about it, there's a way people can vote. There's a way to fight this battle without ego being involved. But we got to watch ourselves so we can be careful what we're doing. What did you think about the ego thing? Is this your first time here? Oh, right on. I'm from Baltimore, so I'm on vacation, and uh, I, I watch you. So I was like, I'm here, so I'll check you out. So right uh, ego, you're absolutely right. Um, sometimes, you know, I'm a Christian, and I believe that um, as as we fight, you know, the, the spiritual battle of, you know, um, the abortion, right, um, the conservative side, whatever, um, they have the premise of being right, but sometimes it comes off as, you know, the ego shows. So it, we don't win. We don't reach anybody because we basically doing the same thing the other side is doing. That's so right. uh, we don't get, you know, the result we want, which is peace and love and, and the direction, you know, put on Christ at the end of the day. So uh, that's something that we got to do on both sides. So. You're absolutely right. The Christians have the same attitude that the non-Christians have. It's all ego on both sides. But you got to let that die. And then you'll deal with everything in a perfect way because it will be with perfect love. It will be with insight you'll be able to see. Did you go forgive your mother? Sorry? Did you forgive your mother? I did, actually. <laughs> How did that go? Um, you know, uh, it went great. My mom didn't get angry or anything, but nice. um, she was more like shocked. You know, and, she was um, shocked that you forgave her? She was shocked that she had done those things, you know. That she, I, said, I said she did. You know, I thought she was like kind of an enabler, causing me not to really step out and be my own person. Yeah. And, um, um, and, and, and she, my, I know my mom loves me, you know. And, yeah, she does. And Parents she, love us the best way they can. Yeah, that. They're doing their best. That's why another reason we should forgive mm-hmm. them, 
because most parents are not waking up in the morning. You know what? Let me go make a baby so I can just screw it up. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I, I noticed she didn't do this. I'm on, so I didn't, happy. I just feel like screwing up a child. Yeah. I, I know that she didn't do it on purpose. Right. You know, uh, she, they don't you know, do it intentionally. I also, you know, understand that my dad, um, you know, he made mistakes too. You yes. know what I mean? And I had to forgive him. And then I feel like um, you're absolutely right that when you do forgive, you become more closer with your dad. Um, yeah. And I was able to, like, not feel bad about not t- calling him because I had forgiven him. You know, I'm right. living my life and doing my thing. And when I feel like I call him and we talk, and it's, and it's normal, you know, as opposed to when I didn't forgive him, I knew I was supposed to call him, but I felt bad about it. You know what I mean? And so um, forgiveness is real. It starts with yourself, you yeah, know, um, really repenting not. of my own. And I realized that uh, I can't be mad at somebody else because I've probably done something similar that I done, you know, probably worse, or um, I've done something to someone else who they, I didn't know that did something to them, you know. That's so right, man. when I realized that, um, you know, that part, it made it easy to forgive other people. And uh, once you truly, just to add to that, once you truly, truly, truly can see, it's impossible to judge anyone else. And no matter what happened, you can't judge because you see that they can't see, because at one time you couldn't see. Yeah, and you're nothing. absolutely right about that. No yeah. matter what, you can't judge them. There's just nothing. Once that spirit of anger is taken away from you, because it is a spirit, a little demon, once it's taken away from you, there's nothing in you to judge anyone else. That's why God said we have to love our enemy, right? So there's nothing in you. Can you imagine living a life where there's nothing in you that will cause or allow you to get mad at someone else? What a life, huh? You can live that way. You really can. Go ahead. You, you're right. And when, when that feeling comes up, you just, I always remind myself, wow, the same thing that Jesus did on the cross. He said, forgive them for they not know what they do. That's and I understand, wow, I, it was a point where I didn't know. So I should extend that same grace to them as well. And it doesn't mean that I'm not going to feel it, but I go back and say, you know what? God forgave me, and I can forgive them. So. And eventually, if you stay on that straight and narrow path, eventually you won't even feel it. Wow. It, yeah. it will not even be in you because God will rebuke the devil from you. And, and Satan, what's so interesting about this, if you stay with it, eventually Satan becomes less and less and For less. Sure. And after a while, when he sees he can't bring you back into his world, he'll go away and find somebody else. He'll use his children to go find somebody else to jump into and try to destroy them. But you will be free mentally, emotionally, and everything. Your mind will be renewed. It will be renewed. But you got to stay there. Um, are you doing the silent prayer and everything? I don't do it every day, but I, I do it periodically. Um, you know, uh, I love it. You know, I think it's great. Um, Why not stay with it? I think the, just the busyness of the day. You know, I, I kind of <coughs> have my own routine. You know, I wake up and, you know... Uh, not every day, but the, the plan is to listen to gospel music, you know, just kind of sit still. You know, old school, they would say, go in your prayer closet. And I say, basically, you know, sitting still and then, you know, asking, you know, praying, petitioning. Because the prayer closet is within you. Yeah. It's not some room. Yeah, I, you know, it's not like an actual prayer closet. <laughs> right. But um, just, just being still, you know, yeah, and, you know, absolutely. praying, you know, uh, asking God for a purpose, you know, um, asking God for vision, you know, um, praying for... My family. I people. highly recommend do what you want, of yeah. course. From this day forward, never ask God for anything. 
You don't have to ask. You already know that. And he will, whatever he has in store for you, he already has it laid out for you. And so when you are asking, you're praying to the devil. It's yeah. like, a, a, that's why God said, to be asking and thinking you know is all in vain. Mm. So you're really just talking to the devil. Right. It's a waste of time. So just do the silent prayer and let it unfold by itself. It will unfold. And whatever he has in store for you, whatever he give you, you would know it, and then nothing can take it away. So you don't have to be asked, but uh, one of the, so let me ask, when God said, cease, pray without ceasing, did he mean, you know, like, if you got to go to work, go ahead and come back and do it all. Or, <laughs> or you know what, do it today, but not tomorrow, because you don't have time tomorrow. Or did he mean all the time? I, I think he means more so in presence, you know, staying yeah. in his presence, you know, That's and that right. just means like you got to have something inside your heart to fuel yourself, you know what I mean? So you're watching bad TV or whatnot, that's what's going to be in your mind every day. Yeah. So, you know, being in his presence just simply means, um, you know, I think worship, I love worshiping. I, I love understanding how amazing God is and, and just saying, you know what, thank you for it. Just being a heart of gratitude, living life with a heart of gratitude and just being thankful for what he's already done, yeah. what he has done. And um, that gives me peace. And I feel like being in that, that, that space allows me to move along my day without worry, you know. And so, One of the reasons, the primary, that he wants you to pray without ceasing because when you really start paying attention to the mind of the devil, you're going to see the devil's always talking to you. Yes. He always trying to draw you in with something. He either trying to make you feel good, and, and as soon as you're feeling good, you forget it's the devil. Yeah. But as soon as you're feeling good, he'll give you something to bring you back down, right? But if you practice being present, even at work or when you're walking about, it doesn't necessarily have to be sitting all the time, but at least you should do that. Then the light will start to catch the darkness. The light will start to work fast on your behalf so that Satan can't be locking you in all the time. So you need the light to start moving fast. It will move a little bit when you wake up. The light starts to move, but you stay with it. You grow in the light, and then the light will catch the darkness. It will automatically happen. Amen. Yeah. Amazing. The young lady next to you. Is this your first time here? Yes. Hi, welcome. What's your name? Kennedy. Kennedy, how are you? I'm good. How are you? All the well. Have you gone and forgiven? Yeah, I I feel like forgiveness is for you, not the other person. Yeah. So in order for you to find peace in, in life, you have to forgive for yourself. Otherwise, you're the one who's stuck. So you want to forgive your mother? Mother, father. I think that's really what adulthood is about, is getting to the point where you forgive your, your parents and you realize that they did the best that they could. And how did it go when you went to your mother? Good. She loves me. I love her. We have awesome communication. And um, I think... That conversation enabled her to um, have a better relationship with her mom, uh, because she realized there, yeah, there's a point. Down. You're right about yeah. that. Yeah, she realized there's a point in her life, um, as well as her sisters, brothers, where you have to realize your parents did the best that they could. And yeah. at the end of the day, it's your life. How are you going to live? You can't blame your parents for how your life turns turns out. It's it's up to you. Yeah, you have to take over. Once you become adult, you're responsible for you. Yes. Amazing. Are you from Baltimore as well? No, I'm, I'm from out here. I'm from the Inland Empire. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, welcome. This is your first time here? Yes, this is my first time here. Right on. Welcome. Thank you. All right. In the glass, how are you doing today? 
Hi. I'm doing good today. Are you? Thank you for asking. I'm sorry? Thank you for asking me. I'm yeah. doing good. Thank you. So, you. so how did your week go from last Sunday to today? Are you seeing things a little clearer, things are getting better for you? Yes. And what has changed for you? I'm telling myself all the things that I heard in my head. If it comes in my head like a sentence, then that is devil speaking with me. Yeah. And because I heard your other videos, it says that um, God will speak a, with a voiceless voice yeah. and it will reveal things to you. So when I'm doing things, um, when I'm living through my day, as long as it's sentence and words and phrases in my head, I'm telling myself it's devil speaking right. to me. Well, you definitely see better. You were a mess last Sunday. I know. You, see <laughs> I, you, you said that I was a beta, and that was bad. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely seem better today. I'm glad to see that. Thank you. Did you stop trying to prove anything to your boyfriend? I, I, I think I did, and I'm trying to do my best. I look at him, and then I tell him that I just don't want to be used by devil anymore. Nice. Right on. Don't try to prove anything to anyone. Mm-hmm. All right? Okay. Any questions about any of that? Um, I'm, I'm still on, on my way learning and yeah. just catch myself. It blows my mind how devils can come in in all these different shape and form. Yeah. Like any time, any single second, even if I think that it's my thought and it's actually not. And so that is the things that... I'm very grateful, and I'm very appreciative of learning. And right on. Yeah, thank it's you. A, it's like looking at a miracle right now. It's amazing to see the mess that you were in last Sunday and to see the little calmness today and a little understanding. You stay with that. Mm-hmm. It's just going to get better and better and better. Okay. All right? Yeah. Stay with it. Stay with it. Okay. You guys thank remember you. her from last Sunday? That's just a little insight bring on that change. Mm-hmm. Yes. So stay with it. Yeah. All right. Amazing. Good. Thank you. So you treat her better now? No. You're not treating her better? Of course I do. Yeah. Uh, let him have the mic. Yeah. Yeah. Good, man. Uh, so you're not trying to make her prove anything or anything, right? No. Okay. Good. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, stay with it. Stay with it, folks. Stay with it the present. God is in the present. He's not in the past. He's not in the future. He's right here all the time. And so don't be getting involved with, and arguing with these devils. Let them argue by themselves. The devil loves for you to argue with them. That's how the devil stay alive. But if you don't argue with him, he cannot stay alive. Any questions about that? Is this your first time here? Oh, it is. What's your name? My name is Greg. Greg? Greg, yeah. And how you doing, Greg? I'm doing well. How you doing? Uh, all the well. You overcoming your anger and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Where um, you from? I'm from Queens, New York. I'm here on vacation, too. Really? Yeah. Well, welcome, man. Thank you. And um, so have you gone and forgiven? Yeah, a couple of years ago. And how did it go? It went well. It went yeah. well. My dad told me a lot of things that my mother, my mother passed, so I couldn't forgive her. But my dad told me a lot of things that she done, that she's done, you know, and um, stuff like that. So he was able to express that to me, and it went well. 
Right. Yeah. And you realize you still can forgive your mother even though she's dead, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. But, but I, I realized she couldn't help herself. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Any yeah. questions about anything? Yeah, I had one question. You said earlier about um, that God already know, already knows what you want. Yes. Um. So I was like, I was wondering, I was wondering, is it possible to know like what you want, what you want personally in life, and plan for it, or should you just do what's in front of you and then just like f- let your ideas flow and move? Really life good question. Accordingly. It. Oh, really good question. Don't don't take the mic yet. Um. Somebody want to respond to that? Uh, right here, the young lady in the blue want to respond to that. Is it possible to know what you want without? Wait on God. Without, yeah, like, um, without. Yeah, is it, is it possible for you to know personally what you want in your life and then plan for it? Oh, okay. Or should you just let your ideas flow and then just go with what's in front of you? That's a $100,000 question. Yes. Well, this question, what comes... If you met this man walking down the road uh-huh. and you had this halo over your head, <laughs> he was like, Miss, Miss, I see your halo. You must be from God. You look like an angel. Is it possible for me to plan my life, to know what I want, and blah, blah, blah? I think um, what comes to mind is the story that you told a couple Sundays ago about um, the, uh, what is it, something, dancing to the beat of your own heart, something like that. So I think there's, there's an element of, like, there's something in you that you know, maybe there's something that you, you, you have a drive for, but I don't think you should plan anything. Like you shouldn't plan anything, but you should be aware of maybe there's something in you that that drives you to do a certain thing. Maybe you're really good at math, or you're good at something. You have a talent for it, but I w- not to plan out what you want. Don't don't expect anything, but I guess be aware of of it. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guessing? Yes. Oh. Well, I mean, I I I, I, I take also, off your halo. No. <laughs> yeah, it's all, it's all, it's all ego. Um, yeah, I just think, uh, I think, um, I think there's an aspect. Like, I, I, I feel like I, I'm inclined to, like, I have, I, I'm really good at work. Like, I like doing all the things that I do at work. Right. And I find that that's where you know, I invest a lot of my time in, and um, I, um, I don't think about it. I don't plan it. It just sort of happens. And so I wonder, like, yeah, I wonder if that's just, you know, God kind of opening the path and I'm doing what I'm naturally good at and it just comes together. Oh, okay. But I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm not a good person to ask. <laughs> <laughs> don't doubt yourself. The young lady behind you want to respond to this question. Um, I, 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 right? <laughs> um... <laughs> I've never really planned my life. So I, I mean, I, I live a day-by-day life. I, I went to school, obviously. I did everything I had you to do. You have a degree? I don't have a degree. You do not have no. one? No. You mean you went to college? I went to college. Oh, I, went to college. Oh, okay. I did. But, I mean, I, I don't have a degree. Um, I have my license for other things that I, that I can do, but I don't have a degree or anything. Oh, okay. I I don't think I ever planned out my life. Actually, growing up, my dad never told me to plan. He told me not to plan my life because God will laugh at you, and he has other plans for oh, you. Yeah, I heard that. Something like God God laugh at those who think they know what who they want. Who thinks they're, yeah. Something so like he, I always grew up with that, you know, 
if I plan my life, God's going to look down at me and laugh at me and be like, that's funny because I have something else planned for you. Yeah. Um, so that's me. And I always tell my kids, like, hey, tomorrow's not promised. And tomorrow isn't promised. So, I mean, I guess you could say live, you know, a day by day. Like, when I was 16, what I can say is I felt like God didn't, obviously, he's a voiceless, he speaks to you in a voiceless matter. And it's so true because when I was, like, 15 or 16, he directed me to the book of Ezekiel, and I was just stuck on that book for yeah. such a long time. And when I had my son, I was like, maybe this was, you know, maybe God was telling me to name my son Ezekiel. And, you know, that's his son. My, my son's name is Ezekiel now. But I feel like God will direct you where you need to be in life at a day by day, you know, and not in a careless way, in a way where it's like he knows what he has for you. And he, and, and for your future and for your life. So, yeah. Okay. One other person want to respond to y'all lady, the blue and the glasses. Do you remember the question? I remember the question. Okay. Um, just take it day by day. You can plan if that makes you feel better. But, um, I mean, I have an example. When I um, joined the Army, I was a flute player. As a flute player, I mean, I practiced every day. I was definitely, that's what I was going to do. I go to the recruiter. He says, oh, we don't need any flute players. Why aren't you joining the medical field? And, um, I mean, even in high school, for years I planned, I'm going to play the flute. Um, my recruiter tries to get me to do the medical field. I say, and I said, I'm leaving. <laughs> I went and I called the band director at the um, uh, army band that was nearby and um, I told him my recruiter um, I think he's lying and all this um, and then I get out of the army I'm a flute player I did uh, make it as a flute player um, but I didn't even think about that opportunity about joining the medical field and I get out of the I only stay in the army for almost five years um, I ended up not liking what I was doing because you had to go back to the school of music, you have to be learn to train to be a conductor, you have to write music. I hated that. Yeah. I just wanted to perform. <laughs> so um, I get out of the army and I have no skills except I'm a musician. <laughs> I mean, by sticking to that, oh, I'm gonna be a flute player. That's all I'm gonna do. I didn't think about that other opportunity. Yeah. So I've moved on to better things, but the planning it can kind it can make you stuck. So. Take it day by day, and if something comes up, I have a lot of examples, but that's it. I mean, pray nice. the silent prayer every day. Absolutely. One last couple, the young man in the shirt, the black shirt in the back, the white man. You say, you remember his question? Yeah, yeah, I do. What do you say? Yeah, you're walking down the road, you run into the guy, he doesn't have a gun or anything, <clears throat> and you're not trying to rob you, he's really nice. And he asked that, what would you say? Just take it day by day. That's really all you can do. Just sit there, make sure you do the silent prayer, and it'll come to you. You know what I mean? It's just not much involved in planning. Restate your question again. So I said, um, is it, you said God already knows what you want in life. So is it possible to know what you want in life, and is it necessary to plan for it, or should you just do what's in front of you and let your... And it's an amazing question. Number one, it's a possible, impossible to know what you want. You cannot know what you want in life. Everything you think you want is all ego. It's from the devil. It's not even you making you feel that way. That's why once you get what you think you want, you're still not happy. 
You still have fear. You still have doubt. You're still lonely. You're still whatever, right? It's impossible to know. It's all ego. And, and I, can almost, I can just let you know, almost promise you, but I don't like making promises. If you realize that and just do what's in front of you with a good attitude, whatever's in store for you will come about. It will happen naturally. You just find yourself doing it. And you realize, how did I get into this? You know what I'm saying? It will happen naturally. You, can't, you don't know what you want. We don't know what we want, and we do not know what we need. Just think about all the things you've already done in your life, thinking that you thought that's what you wanted and or needed. And you get it, you're like, wow, this is not helping. You know, even though you may get it, you still don't have peace. Now you have to worry about what you have, and you got to try to hold on to it, right? You do not know what you want. So I can honestly tell you, in my whole life, I've never known what I wanted. But for some reason, I had sense enough to just do what I was doing. And one thing has led to another. I had truckloads of different jobs and truckloads of different apartments when I moved to California. I made truckloads of mistakes along the way, but I didn't know what I wanted. I thought I did, but I didn't. And then when he changed my heart, he just took over completely. And there is not one thing that has happened in my life in the last 33 years that I ever imagined would happen. It's totally from him. So have a good attitude. Let's say you're working in the cotton field right now. I used to pick cotton. Have a good attitude about picking cotton. You know, treat it as though it's your own business. Show up on time. Do the work you would do for you if you were doing it for yourself. Have a good attitude about it. It might not be the kind of work you want or whatever you want to do, like the young lady was saying about the uh, music. But have a good attitude about it, and a good attitude will take you a long way. It'll open up real opportunities for you, right? And you will find yourself doing, while you're seeking the kingdom, you will find yourself doing what was planned for you to do by God. And it'll be easy. You won't have to study for it. You won't have to worry about losing it. You won't get a sense of identity from it. It'll just be something you do, but not who you are. Really. So you don't know what you want. It's impossible to know. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, because um, um, just just because you spoke about devils, and just last night I was I was told by family members that be, I am where I am because I have not planned, right? But I ha- I'm not I'm not where I wasn't where I, I am now spiritually. So when they told me these things. I was trying to tell them, like, you know, I'm just going to do what's in front of me. Like, right now, yes. I'm, I'm just, I'm training for baseball. I'm, like, I'm going to, like, try to try out for the New York Yankees. And right I'm on. pursuing acting as well. So, like, this is, this is where I'm at currently. They're, they're saying, oh, you need to plan for that because you didn't. And it's like, this is just where I'm at now. I don't know what's going to happen, but currently, this is, this is what it is. 100%. So, I, that's why I asked that question. I wasn't no. too sure. No, not a d- it- and that's why you shouldn't be listening to all these different people. They'll tell you their own fears and their own doubts and the way they would do things, right? You're right. Stay on there. If you want to practice and get ready for that, every day go out and do what you need to do. Don't let Satan tell you the word, what's going to happen tomorrow. Don't let him tell you that you're not going to get it or that you will get it. Just stay present and put your best in it. And whatever will happen will happen. If you get it, fine. If you don't, fine. Another opportunity will open up. Have no plan. And do not think about tomorrow. 
All right? Amazing. No one knows what they want. There's not one person on, on earth that knows what they want in life. Not one. But if you overcome, because until you overcome that, that's, it's all ego. Until you overcome that, the devil is making you think you know what you want. That's why when you get it, you're not happy with it. I, I, I have counsel with so many men and women who got married because they thought that it was the love of their lives. I thought that this was from God. And they were so happy during the courtship. And the, and the next morning, they wondered, what in the world? Now they're fighting. They're like hating each other. But they thought, because it was all ego, all emotion, they thought that that's what they wanted. Same thing with jobs and everything. They think they want a certain kind of job. They go for it. They go to school. They spend a lot of money going to school. They get these degrees, and they get the job. They wonder, I don't like this job. Or they don't even end up with the job. The devil is deceiving you to make you think you know what you want. You don't know what you want. It's all lies. But be grateful for what you're doing. All right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I just wanted to... um Oh, the saying is, I make plans and God laughs. But, yeah. Oh, okay. But, um, I knew it was something like that. Yeah. But um, the last thing that you just said about um, your family or friends saying that you should be further, it's, it's interesting because it kind of reminds me of the biblical question with the prodigal son. Like, the prodigal son is the prodigal son because he thought he had he wanted to do his own thing and he left and uh but he's the one because he saw it for himself yeah and that's what allowed him to be the furthest because people would say oh you should be further along but if you don't see it for yourself you never get to that far you you don't get to that place i think so if you just kind of are told what to do um, you don't have that moment for yourself of realization and stuff like that. So, um, and I just think that when we think we have plans, kind of like what you've said about, you know that the last 33 years has been God because if you knew what you would have went through, you wouldn't have did it. Oh, believe me. <laughs> if I had had pre-notice, Jesse, here's what you're going to do, but here's the hell you're going to go through, right? I would say, uh-uh, thank you, no. I, I, don't, I won't take it. But not knowing is what carry you through. Not knowing is what carry you through. Knowing is what stop you. Because you're making decisions about it, you're complaining, oh, no, that's too hard. I ain't doing that. They're not going to like me. What would they say? What? You know, you say to get busy. The best thing you can do, one of the best things, is to not know what tomorrow will bring. Not know the outcome. Not know the situation. The devil wants you to think you know. He'll want you because he wants you to live in the future. God wants you to live in the present. So you can know that you know that you know it. No one can take it away. No one can take it. No one can confuse you. No one can make you doubt. When you know that you know that you know. And you will if you live in the present. I, I promise you that. Really. And it's not like I'm giving it to you. I'm just telling you this is what's going to happen. If you practice stand in the present and don't worry about the difficult moments that will come, you have the love of God in you. And the love of God will take you through the difficult moments. It really, really will. 
people judge you, but God, God won't judge you. Do you know in God's eyes that you have never done anything wrong in your whole life? You have never done anything wrong. You have not done anything. He's not holding one thing against you. But the devil will make you think that he will. And then your false idea of Christianity, which you have learned about morality and Christianity, the devil uses that to judge you. God, it's not even God's ways. Your ways are not his ways at all. Really. But, and so the devil used all that against you. God will never judge you. And he has never judged you. Read the New Testament. He made a way for you to, over, to just live. He, he destroyed the Old Testament. The New Testament, a new commandment I give unto you. The kingdom of heaven is within. Live from the kingdom. Not from the Old Testament. You're absolutely right about it. That's deep. And I think, too, even with you just saying that, I think that when we really know it's our plan is when we realize it's never been our plan. Absolutely. Like that moment of real, that's when you know that's what it is that you're supposed to do. And when you realize that your plan is his plan. And all these things will come about as the devil is being peeled away from you. This is you. This is the devil. As you're being taken away from the devil, all these realities, the revelation will come. And the more revelation you get, the freer you become. And the more freer you become, the less you need the world. The less you need anybody or anything. Really, you'll become a free person. Christ came that we might be free. It's not freedom where you worry, where you're jealous, where you're envious, where you, instead of praying for one another, you try to hurt one another. When you're worried about your career, when you're worried about whatever, right? That's, that, you're living in prison. Wait till you watch this movie. You're living in prison. You're in prison. So don't worry. Relax. And when your ego feel afraid or anything, let it feel that way. Don't run from it. Let it happen. All right? Amazing. Um, right here. Amazing. Right yeah, young lady. Did you go and forgive your parents? Um, I talked to my mom. I haven't talked to my dad yet. How did it go with your mother? Um, she was... It went well. Yeah. She what, was happy about it, I guess. What did you say to her? If, not to personal stuff, but what did you say? I just told her that I thought about it from her perspective and stuff, and I understood, like, why she was doing it. Not all the way, but I just said, like, I, like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I was just trying to be more understanding of what she was doing, I guess. Did that help you at all? Did, you, did it help you in any way to go to her like that? Yeah, because... I feel like before I talked to her, we were just, like, arguing a lot. And obviously, I don't want what she wants. But, like, right. she's doing everything for a purpose. So I have to understand that it's good, you know? Yeah, just don't resent her. Yeah. And why have you gone to your father? Um, I just feel like it's going to take... A little more time, and I haven't seen him in person since I saw you last. Oh, okay. So, and I feel like I would want to say it in person 
and not like online or over the phone or anything. You feel that way now? I feel like I would rather say it in person, yes. you know? Yeah, you do. If you could talk to him in person, that's much better because you're facing your fears. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you FaceTime with him? No. You don't FaceTime? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, let's say that it looked like you're not going to see him for a long time. I don't, how often do you see him? Um, it just depends on his schedule. Like, I was supposed to be with him yesterday, but since, like, the riots, uh, he got called into work. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to see him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, next time you see him, take advantage of the opportunity and just have a, be honest with him. You're going to shake your booze. You're going to be nervous. And the devil going to tell you, oh, blah, 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 right? Just do it anyway, and you'll be free. Yeah, I'll try. So what? I said, yeah, I'll try. Yeah, you're going to be shaken. It's going to be a mess in that the devil is going to try to talk you out of it. Mm -hmm. But once you do it and forgive him, you'll be fine. Any questions about that? Mm -mm. Okay. How's everything else going? Pretty good. Yeah, I've been doing my silent prayers. Oh, you have? Not every day, but when I, like, need it, I guess. Is that helping at all? Yeah. It, way? like, relaxes me, and, like, yeah. I did it when I was, like, overthinking and stuff, and I was, it just made me realize, like, I'm doing this to myself. Like, if you just let it all go, then it really relaxes your mind, you know? Nice. Yeah. Amazing. And, and from now on, I want you to know that it's not you. It's the devil in you. There's the spirit of the devil that made a home in us when we became angry. As little kids, and we didn't know it better because we were subject to our parents, right? But we became, you weren't born like that. It made a home in you where you became angry. And you became just like your mama. Or if it was your father, you became like your father. And so this thing that talks to you and makes you feel that it's not you at all. And if you can remember from this day forward, never say, I feel this way. Or I'm mad. Or I'm this. It's not you. Because when you name it as I, you, you are identifying with it. But if you call it what it is, then you're not identifying with it. And you overcome it sooner rather than later. Because it's not who you are at all. And it's not you making yourself afraid or making yourself angry or making yourself feel emotions. It's not you. So just know. And I know you're young, so you may forget along the way, but no big deal. Just remember, it's not you. It just, it, it disguises itself as you, but it's not you at all. And that's why you should always forgive all people. Don't hold anything against anyone, no matter what. If your little friends don't like you, fine, bye. I wish you well. You know what I mean? And, and that way you're not subject to the world. You're only subject to the truth. You're only subject to what is right. And if you grow like that, you're so young. If you grow up without that anger, speak up, but don't be angry. You're gonna have an, you haven't seen anything yet. All right? So stay with the silent prayer and do it when you can. I know you're young. Young people think they're going to live forever. They don't need it as much. But stay with it. Do it. And you'll see. It'll get better and better. All right? Any questions? Okay. Good. Is this, how are you doing? What? I just hope, does this make, I hope this is helping and making sense. Go ahead. Is this helping at all? Uh, yeah, it is helping. And does it make sense to you? Yes. And how is it helping? 
Um, I think when the thoughts come in, um, he's actually talking about the silent prayer. Um, so when the thoughts come in, that's when I'll start doing it. So I have been doing it not every day, but like twice in one day. Um, there is days where like I'll get up and I'll oh, shoot. I'm late for work, so I won't have time to do it. Yeah. But I think it does help clear and just kind of focus on what is going at the moment instead yes. of thinking of the past and trying to plan for the future. Yes. Because when you plan for the future, you have expectations. Expectation leads to failures, and then you get sad because it doesn't go the way that you planned it. Absolutely. So. And have you gone and forgiven? My parents, no. And, and why not? <laughs> um, he was telling me about it a couple of weeks ago, um, and I haven't seen my parents maybe in like two weeks. <laughs> you so. haven't seen them in the last two weeks? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. And are you afraid to do it? Um, I think I'm more afraid with my father. And, and why are you afraid? What are you afraid of? Because he has like these high expectations of me. He has high expectations <laughs> of you? Like what? I don't even know. <laughs> oh, you don't know what I mean, are? I have an idea, but I feel like if, if it's something that's not coming from him, then it's the wrong way. Has he said that to you before? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you got to forgive him for that. <laughs> yeah. That's awful. Mm-hmm. And, and then you try to live up to these expectations and look like you can never do it because you can't live up to someone else's expectations. Yeah. There is no limit to They'll drive you crazy. And then if you get to where you think they want you, then they're like, what, what do you mean? I don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be like, what the? <laughs> Isn't that true? Yes. Yeah, I would make, you guys live far from each other? Um, like 30, 40 minutes. Why don't you go see them for that reason? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> just to like forgive or? Yeah. yeah. I'll plan for it. <laughs> because um, what? I said I'll plan for it. I'm actually going there tomorrow, so oh, good. maybe tomorrow might be the day. Yeah. The moment you see that, you resent. Forgive right away. Yeah. Because you put it off. Unless you just can't see the parents. Mm-hmm. If you put it off, the devil would talk you out of it. And he'll destroy your soul. But the moment you see it, go do it. Any questions about anything? Mm-hmm. No. Oh, okay. Amazing. <laughs> so, um, is this helping you? Just what we've been talking about today. Is it helping you? Yes. It has really spoken to me today. And I'm just kind of, <clears throat> I'm one for like some little sound bites that can kind of get through to me and what I've come away with is to basically um, be in the moment and stop interfering Sheila and God's will will happen Yeah, and it will happen a lot faster it really if will. I just let it go and that is really hard it's, you say it's hard and <clears throat> what's hard about that because I always have been a fixer I can't fix anything but it doesn't right. stop me from trying so. I noticed that about women. They think they can fix everything. Yeah, we can. I can. That's the darnest thing I ever seen. Yeah. They think they can fix. I'm going to get married to this man so I can fix him. Mm-hmm. I'm going to seduce him into my world so I can fix him. What? It, yeah. That's all. You know that's of the devil, right? Mm-hmm. They yes. think they can fix it. And then you tell them, no, leave me alone. No, I know what's best for you. Mm-hmm. And that's hard not to do that, right? It is hard, but I'm getting a lot better at it. And, and, what and I way have are you peace gonna... in me about just catching myself and saying, nope, nice. stop, let it go. That's right. Just let it go. So, yeah. are, are you doing the silent prayer? 
I do. I don't do it every day, and um, I'm going to work on that. Um, but I, it, it really helps me a lot. I go out on the balcony, and the hummingbird feeders are there, and sometimes the ambulance goes by and the fire truck. But I just try to stay in the moment. Yeah. You know, and watch just be. Hear going by. Yeah, just watch hear it, it. Let it go. It's happening in the moment. Right. Right. <laughs> have, you gone, of, have you gone and forgiven? I, uh, I, I know this sounds maybe probably odd. I don't know, but I didn't. I told you before, I had such an amazing childhood, and I can't think of an instance where I want to say, if my mom or dad were living, which they're not. Oh, they're not. Wow. They're, oh. You know, just, just, I forgive you for all. Oh, they, okay. Well, don't a, force it. Uh, don't force it. Just do the prayer, and whatever yeah. you can't see, it will be revealed. <clears throat> okay. So maybe there is, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, don't force okay. it because I don't want you to do it just because I said it. Right. I want your help to come from God. Okay. No human being can help you. Right. I want you to see it for yourself. Right. All right. But hearing you speak the words today and to the other Sundays I've been here, I always come away with things that are extremely helpful yeah. to to cause me to just let it go and let God. You know. Right on. But really, it is if for me, uh, I've been control, accused of being a control freak, and I totally am, and um, I really am working on letting go of that. Was your mother a control freak, too? No. She was not a control freak? And my father was very easygoing. How did you become that way, then? I I don't want to use an excuse. I, you know, had a really bad marriage. (laughs) You had a bad marriage? And I didn't try to control anything in that. I was just like the acquiescent person that just says, okay, okay, you know, okay. And so then I went the polar opposite. No, stop. <laughs> Let me stop this before it happens. You have kids? I do. They're all grown up. and Are yeah. they all crazy? No, just I'm the crazy one. They're fine. So you didn't destroy them while growing up? Uh, no. How no. did you avoid controlling them? Um, their father tried to control them a lot. So he kept so you out of the way? So that kind of made me want to be like, she chooses, you know. Or him. I have a son and two daughters. Have you forgiven your husband? Yes. Yes. You told Most him definitely. That? Um, I actually have not told him that. I don't communicate with him. I don't see him. He lives in Georgia. Um, oh, he doesn't have a phone or anything. He he does have a phone. I don't know the number though. <laughs> <laughs> you can't ask the kids for his number. Yes, I most certainly can. My son lives in Georgia still, and he has his father's number. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. You don't want to hold anything. Right. Do not hold anything against anybody, not even yourself. You're playing God, it's ego. Nice. So because of the time, I want to get to the biblical question. Are you the prodigal son? Are you the prodigal son? An amazing question, right? Francisco want to respond. And then the young man in the green wanted to, Chris. Are you guys looking for him? I'm the prodigal son. I'm the one that has to uh, take my inheritance and go spend it all and party it up and lose it. And, you know, I, I, had, it, I had it made at home. I had everything. I had, I had my future set out for me. And, but I didn't think I just, I wanted something better because it was flashier. And it's more fun. The music was louder. It looked like they were having fun, so I wanted to join the party. So, and when you say you had it made at home, what do you mean by that? 
Uh, I had my, um, I was, I came from a comfortable home, and my parents uh, were very wise, and they, they, they took care of me, but I didn't think uh, that was good enough for me. I wanted better. So they had your life laid out for you? Um, yeah. And you said, no, I don't want that? No, I, don't, I, I, wanted, uh, I wanted the flash and the, the fun and the partying and all that stuff. And, and those people were really my friends oh, okay. when I had the money. <laughs> Amazing. But, and so you went out into the... To the so to I learned that, uh, you know, the pigs were eating better than I was eating. And, you know, after, after eating some slop, I realized, uh, you know, that's... You know, it's kind of crazy. And I so had did, made, you re, did you return back to your family? I went back, and he, he didn't. My my dad never held it against me. He never, you know, never. Where's your father now? He's passed. You did. He's passed. But nice. I I respect him more now because I can see the hard work that he put into it. As a yeah. as a man now, I see my father. He came from another country to to come to America to make a better life for me, and so, because he wanted better for me. Nice. Yes, sir. Are you the prodigal son? Uh, honestly, Jesse, I'm not too sure how I would define the prodigal son. Like, I'm I, sorry? I don't know too much about the prodigal son. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. So, I, um, I couldn't tell you, honestly. The young lady in the glasses want to answer. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, uh, the next thing you, are you the prodigal son? Yes, I would say so. And why you say you are? Why do you say you are? Well, I was raised in a very religious family, and I was afraid to go party and have fun, and I didn't. But once I left home, once I got married, well, more like after my divorce, I was like um, turned away from God, I would say. And so now I'm back, and he took me back. And so you were turned away from God? Yes, I did. And at that, when you turned away, you were not the, were you the prodigal son then? Well, that, yes, yes. I turned away okay, from so God. That's, that's interesting. So growing up, being a teenager and all that, you didn't party and do all that stuff? No, and I was happy. Oh, you were? I, were, I was. I had everything I needed. Looking back on it, I know I was happy, but at the time. Right. And then I didn't you got married. I had. And you got married, and then you start partying and everything. <laughs> no. When did you say? <laughs> I started partying, I guess, after my divorce. Oh, after your divorce. Yeah. Oh, I see. And what made you go party then? Um, I just wanted to find out what it was all about. It was fun, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine, and I'm not telling y'all to do this. All right. <laughs> I'm just talking about me only. Y'all understand that? Because I can see y'all now putting on your party hats, going out partying. I can't imagine not going through all the stages of my life. When I was a teenager, partying hard. When I moved to Los Angeles, we used to have house parties. Y'all ever been to a house party? And we used to, uh, it, used to, it used to cost... I think like seven dollars or something. Wasn't that expensive to come in? And then we we would sell. We made the money off selling the drinks and things. 
And every weekend the house would be packed. I can't imagine missing out on that. I'm glad God brought me through it. Because it sounds fun when you hear it, right? But it ain't that much fun. It just feels like fun when you're a teenager. And so you glad you went through that moment of partying? Um, I haven't really thought about it, whether oh, okay. I'm happy I went through it. I don't, I don't know. And so now, you, you, and now it's all over? Yes. And now you're back? Yes. And what did it feel like to be back? Um, I haven't even thought about that either. It, it feels like um, I don't have to worry as much as I did before. Yeah. And um, how were you, you say you were a Christian before you got married, right? Yes. How were you, if you, what does it mean to be a Christian? Um, that's part of, I guess, when I turned away from God and decided that maybe he's not real or whatever. Um, I can't say what a Christian is. It's believing in God and Jesus and um, trying to live your life the way Jesus lived. That's being a Christian. Um, so do you know that if you are a true born again Christian, born again, not going down to the front of the church, accepting Jesus, right? If you were like born of the heart, now you have love, and then the ego dies, that it's impossible for anybody, anything to turn you away from it? Not from possible. God? I'm sorry? No, no, I would say it's not possible. It's not possible anybody no. to turn you away. No. So is it possible you were just a Christian in namesake only? Possibly. Yeah. Good. I want you to realize that so you don't try to go back to that image of a Christianity. This time I want you to, I hope that you will go and be born again of God. And that's what it means. Because going down and confessing Jesus and quoting the Bible ain't it. It's just an intellectual thing that you do, but you're just still the same old person. But once that heart changed from Satan's heart to God's heart to love, that's when you're on your way. That makes sense? Yes, it does. Yeah, good. So have you gone and forgiven your mother and father and all that good stuff? Um, I forgave them, but they died at the time that I forgave them. Oh, they, they died before you were able to forgive Correct. them? Correct. Or did you kill them and they died? <laughs> Did your forgiveness kill them? <laughs> Could be. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm playing. But good, you forgave them. Yes, I did. Nice. And so, so I, I'm sorry, so are you the prodigal son now? Or? Well, I came back. The whole process is being the prodigal son. What does it mean to be the prodigal son? What is that? Turning away and coming back. Uh, okay. And being accepted when you come back. Being accepted by whom? God. Yeah. Oh, Okay. It, is this your first time here? No. Oh, okay. Any questions about anything? No. All right. This young man want to answer about the prodigal son. Oh, okay. Let me get here first. Man, time going fast. So we're going to end this meeting on time coming. Hell of hot water. Yes, sir. Um, Are you the prodigal son? I'm going to say yes. And what is the prodigal son? I think the prodigal son is in the story when the son leaves and realizes that he was wrong, that he tried to take life into his own hands, and that awareness in coming back and asking for forgiveness and forgiving and going back on the right path. I think that's what makes me the prodigal son. Okay. Um, okay. 
And when you say come back and ask him for forgiveness, this is just fellowship moment. That's all it is. You don't make an A or a B or a C or a D. What do you mean asking for forgiveness? Well, well, you. I mean, now that I, now that I say that, and I think of what you've taught, and like realizing the things you do wasn't really you; it was the devil telling you to go out and and explore. Um, I don't know. I guess I guess to me, initially, it would mean like, hey, hey, mom, hey, dad, I'm sorry I did these things when I was rebellious, when I was a teenager, my early twenties, whatever it was. Um, but now. To turn it around, it, I think that really means, hey, guys, you know, I did this and I forgive you uh, because you imposed your will upon me. And then yeah. I became and I, I created this identity that caused me to go and leave. And then now that I realized it, I woke up, I came back. So I don't know, like just the asking for forgiveness for doing the wrong because that's what you feel like it's you. But then it's still the ego. But then when you go back and you realize, hey, you know, I did this because of what was imposed upon me. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yes, sir. I saw his hand, and then here, and then we start winding this out. Yes, sir. Are you the prodigal son? Yes. And what does it mean to be the prodigal son? It's a realization of who you are and just the real you. Um, so, for example, so uh, I like I saw the protests, and I saw like a lot of protests regarding to like race, gender, and all that over the years. And for me, I realize that it starts with you. It starts as an as a individual. Yeah. And that it's like with them, like those groups, it's just a cycle over and over again. And it doesn't go anywhere. But if you look at yourself and realize that if the closer that you look at yourself – the more you realize that you got to work on you and that you really cannot judge anybody, it starts with you. It's re- it really is eternal. It really is spiritual. It really is good and evil, right or wrong. That's it. Okay. One thing about watching those protesters now, now that I see them in different light, it almost you feel for them. It's just a bunch of lost people. You know what I'm saying? And you can't judge them at all. On both sides, you just see they're just lost. They just don't see. If they were able to see, they would not be doing what they're doing. They wouldn't do it. There'd be nothing in them to do that. But they just don't see. Yes, sir. Are you the prodigal son? Yes. And, and what is the prodigal son? And like Francisco said, my only probably issue is that I feel like I'm the prodigal son. But um, <laughs> uh, it's too. Like this uh, guy was just saying, it's to go out into the wilderness, like you said, deep, deep into the wilderness. <laughs> and you through all the fun, like you said, putting the party hat on. Well, don't try that. I just didn't know it about it. <laughs> all right. I'm glad God brought me through it. Okay. Exactly. And a lot of my friends are dead. And I think about that. I'm like, wow, a lot of people I used to party with, people I used to protest with. Once I got into the pro, a lot of them are dead. I'm like, what the? And I had to check my check my pulse to make sure I'm still living. Okay. Um, and yeah, all the fun that it is in the wilderness. Also, though, um, equally as important is the pain of being in the wilderness from that fun. Yeah. Um, 
and it helps us, like you say, see ourselves. And when we see ourselves, we're able to see our Father, like you always say. And when we get to know ourselves, we see our Father and we say, oh, well, you know, he couldn't help himself or whoever, you know, and it has that realization of the forgiveness. And I think that when he went back, the reason why the father had no issue and was just like, you still get everything is because he was the prodigal son. The father. You know what I mean? The earthly father? Yeah. Okay. And so he was like, I, I understand. Right? So anyway, so yes, I think I have spiritually returned to the father. But because I walked so far out into the wilderness, <laughs> physically, <laughs> the ego death and the flesh and the thoughts, that is my walk back. Okay. So I spiritually have returned, but I'm physically walking. Nice. Back. Nick, want to respond to it? And listen, y'all later, what the last word? Oh, you had your hand. Okay. Okay. Yes. Are you the prodigal son? Um, that, that's the anchor baby. Did you know that's the anchor baby? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm the prodigal son in, in the sense that my, my understanding of what the, is the prodigal son. From my understanding of the prodigal son, the story is that you know he leaves home, but he comes back, and so I'm the prodigal son because I've returned. Like I, my life has changed in the sense that I've returned to the to the father. I've returned to God, and 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 I've never had that. Like I never had. I didn't believe in God in that way. But one thing I don't understand is um, I don't remember ever choosing to go out into the wilderness. Right. I don't remember ever choosing to go away from God and choosing. So that's the part I don't understand. So you don't remember saying, you know what? I'm so happy at home. Everything is all laid out. Yeah. My daddy came from I was Mexico. Where your daddy come from? I don't and, know. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so happy. I want to go out into the wilderness yeah, I didn't choose and that, become so. a prodigal son. So yeah, I, don't remember choo- point. I don't remember choosing that, and, yeah. but, um, but you made me forget what I was going to say, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes, ma'am. And then here. Are you the prodigal son? Well, I don't think so. And what is it? What is it? Well, from what everybody's saying, it sounds like somebody that, like, left and kind of did their own thing and then kind of came back to their father. I think. To their earthly father? I, I think so. It sounds like to their earthly father. Is that what you were saying? To God, maybe. Did you say you're not or you are? I don't think so. I don't think I don't I've think left so? or gone anywhere. I'm sorry. Anything. I, don't, I don't think I've had that. Like, I left and came back. I think, um, so I think from the story, there was, you know, it was two brothers, right? And one left and one, and one stayed, Right. And the brother that stayed, I guess, was bitter about his brother that left and came back and got more, like, praises. Is that the story? Yeah, I remember that, yeah. So <laughs> I, I actually kind of identify more with the one that stayed um, because they just kind of, like, kept to what they had to do. And then they were following all the rules. And then here comes their brother who broke them all, and he gets a party. And so, I, if anything, I identify more with the brother that stayed Oh, okay. in that in that story. Amazing. Last word. 
I love what you said there. Um, I was going to say something similar, but I am the prodigal son. And, and what is the prodigal son? On, on a surface level is um, turning away and going away from, from God. Um, but I, I say we all are, I'm the prodigal son, not because of what I've done in terms of, you know, going out to party and doing the opposite of what I know Christ wants me to do, yeah. you know, um, but just simply knowing that I have sin nature, you know what I mean? Just out the What womb, caused you, know? you to turn away? Um, ego. Uh, I want to try it myself, my way. You know what I mean. Uh, I can, I can, st- I can straddle the fence. I can be a Christian while still, you know, doing the cool things. You know, I, I won't go too far off the, you know, off the bounds. You know what I mean. And um, just trying to be my own God, essentially. You know. And so, uh, um, so with that said, I love the, you know, the perspective. Looking at the older brother, you know, um, you know, I, it shows that. God shows forgiveness to all of us and when we repent and come back to him. That's awesome. But then the older brother who was doing everything and he looked at his brother and said, hey, why, why, why are you giving him that forgiveness? Why are you giving him that riches back? And I, I always ask the question to myself, what was wrong with his relationship with his father to even think that? You know what I mean? And so um, we got to know that everything that God has, our father, our heavenly father, he gives, us to, he gives it to us so that we should know that we can you know, as he leads and guides us through our life, we know that we already have it. You know what I mean? So um, it allows us to, co- it covers all grounds in terms of, you know, repenting, coming back, but also when we're not in that fallen state, you know, that we can actually understand that God gives us grace, mercy, um, vision, you know what I mean, purpose, and we can live peacefully without worrying and being like teetering and tottering about what we're supposed to do in life. So okay. I love that. Chris, last word. You know who Chris is? He's white. How's it going? That's Jesus. Does he look like Jesus? He white. Oh, Jesus? He need a tan. Anyway, are you the prodigal son? Uh, yes. And what is the prodigal son? The prodigal son returns to the father. But what is, is the prodigal son return to the father? What does that mean? I put it pretty simply there, but I'll expand on it. Uh, uh, mostly, mostly everyone, what? right? Mostly everyone has kind of s- stated something similar. But you know, in the story, the two brothers—one stays, one goes. You know, one, I suppose, lives some kind of ungodly life or something like that, not Christian life. And I did something basically very similar, even similar to some of the other people that said, like, "Oh, I." a life laid out in front of me and all that. And I, I kind of did, but I still left, uh, had some fun, some ups and downs. Um, and although I didn't technically return to my, uh, earthly father in a physical kind of way, I don't resent my parents and I've, uh, come back to God spiritually. Okay. Um, do you all know that, your help come from God and not from man, not from woman, not from man, not any human being, right? Help, you know that, right? Help. I'm sorry? Or help or help? Help. H-E-L-P. Well, the help does too. But so I, I put these biblical questions out there so that you can, as someone said earlier, know that you know that you know that you know. Because once you know, can't nobody take it away. No one can make you doubt. No one can mention anything, right? Um, 
Oh, I forgot. I highly want to respond to that. Can you give me a short answer? No. Are you the prodigal son? Um, I feel like I wish I returned to my father, but I'm still like eating pig food. You what? I feel like I wish I returned to the father, but I'm still like eating pig food. So are you the prodigal son? No. You're not a prodigal son? And why do you say no? Because you haven't returned to the father? I mean, spiritually, I feel like I have. Like, I don't have, like, anger. I don't think. I'm working on that. But I just, like, like to, like, go out. You like to what? Like, go out. You like to go out? Yeah. Oh. What does that mean? I don't know. I wonder the same thing. <laughs> you said it. No, but, like, what does it mean that I like to go out? I don't, don't want to overcome. But what does going out have to do with it? Jesse, I'm, this is my politically correct term. Go out, you know. Yeah. Partying? Oh, partying. What's wrong with saying I like to party? Well, we should have some shame. Oh, I see. Okay. Let me respond to this because we're just right at the end of time. So, the prodigal son is not a physical thing at all, it's all spiritual. And so the way that we become the prodigal sons and daughters, son, me, daughter, too, is that when we are born into a family that's already screwed up, that's already a prodigal family, they're lost, they're angry, they emotionally hate one another, and they, especially with the mother, she passed a will down to the children. That's why God said all who are born of the flesh must be born of the spirit. We must be born of the spirit. And so the way that we become prodigal sons is that the moment you're turned away from your earthly father, as a little kid, you become a prodigal child at that very moment. When you're turned away from your earthly father, because in that very moment when you are turned away from your earthly father, you're turned away from God. And now you're growing up angry, emotional, doubtful, and you start to look for other ways without even being aware of what you're doing. Because anger is unawareness. You start to party. You, you think that's going to make you feel better. You start to drink. And for a while it makes you feel better, but it doesn't help. You're out in, the, out in the wilderness, out in the world trying to find peace. You start to have sex. You start to rob, steal, and kill. You start to protest. All kind of stuff trying to find peace. And that ego does feel good for a moment. You're out in the world, and then you finally realize at some point in life, you know, this is not working. I'm still unhappy. I'm still lost. I, I still have fear and doubt, emotion. And at that point, you start to question it. What is wrong with me? How come I cannot find peace? And I'm going to use that example. Or why am I a drug cat? Or why am I into drugs or whatever, right? And at that very moment, the answers start coming. You need to forgive. You need to return to God. And so the moment you go and forgive, you return, by forgiving your earthly father, you return to God. You're back home. And then you see that God has never judged you. He was happy that you returned. Matter of fact, he made a way for you to return by sending his son, Jesus Christ. And so that you can return by forgiving. And once you return to your earthly father, you return to the spiritual father. Now you're back home, and you realize all this time I've been judging myself. 
I've been judging others. I've been hating myself. I've been blaming myself, as someone said. I've been, I was thinking that I was doing those things. And I have been identifying with the raw identities, whatever it might be, drug addict, whatever you think you are, right? And those things have never been me. Because the Father started to let you see, welcome back home. Now I can take care of you. I can bring, bring, cause you to overcome all that. So now that you return to him spiritually, you are able to grow in the light, which is love. And the ego things start to die. The world that you picked up out there that you identify with, it will be destroyed by the light. And so all the things that you used to get mad, all your little vices and everything that you used to judge yourself about, thinking that it was you, that you picked up out there in the world where you were lost, he would destroy all those things too, which is of the devil. So the prodigal son is the, and every child is a prodigal son or daughter. Because not one that's not turned away from the father. Not one. Unless they have, tr- the parents have truly been born again of love, and they, the father and the mother has nothing but love to raise their child by. Then the child have a chance. But everyone who's been turned away from their fathers are prodigal sons and daughters. That makes sense? It's all spiritual. It's not physical. So once you forgive and you stay on that path, you're going to see that God welcomes you back home. He has never judged you. All your emotions and stuff come from the devil, which you picked up in the world. Stop identifying with those things. They're not you. Like Holly was saying, she liked to party, but she doesn't want to say out loud, I like to party. You know, that's not you. So don't identify with it as, I like to party. And just see it and don't claim it. You'll start to overcome it. It will naturally fall away because it's the light that is causing you to overcome the darkness. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing. You, you don't know what you want. Stop judging. The devil is judging you. And if other people judge you, that's the devil in them judging you because he's judging them. What other people are doing to you is being done to them inside themselves. That's why they're doing it to you. So stop judging. They're, don't compare yourself to anyone. Don't try to be like anyone else. Don't want what anyone else wants. You just stay on your path. And, and God is with you. Stay with the prayer and watch. The light is the watcher. And he will clean up everything for you. He'll take care of you. He welcomes you back home. The moment you forgave, you're back home. You're back with the Father. And everything else starts to work out. So be patient, all right? And don't, let, don't be joining with other devils. You don't let another devil pull you back in. You're leaving the devil that's in you. You're going to another devil, and that's just going to keep you there. Any questions about that? That makes sense? Okay. Uh, Mr. New York, you came a long way. Any other questions before we end? Oh, okay. Nice. Thank you all for tuning in. I absolutely appreciate it. It's up to you. Either you can continue to live in your hell, or you can overcome your hell. Man is man. God is God. The earth is the earth and heaven is the heaven. You to decide if you want to live in this earth this way or you want to live in the earth uh, by living through heaven within you. All right. The kingdom of heaven within. It's up to you. Do the silent prayer. Stay with it. No matter what. Don't trip out. God is with you. All right. Thank you for tuning in. You need counseling and all that good stuff. Uh, we have it. Any announcement? No announcement. Um, 
next week biblical question is Oh, yeah. Do you love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your might? Do you love God with all? And I want to add, and your neighbor ask yourself. And I want you all to look at your individual self and be honest about that. It'll make you free if you be honest about it. All right? Do you love God with all your heart, soul, and might? And your neighbor ask yourself. Isn't that an amazing question? Smoke on it. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for your support. We'll read your Super Chats and D-Lives tomorrow. Hank is out today. He's under the weather. But tune in to the show tomorrow. And thank you all for coming. I hope it was helpful to you. Thank you. Amazing.